high expectations. expectations. <laughs> Welcome back to High Expectations. It is now 2017. This is Kathy Allen Paul. This is Alan Walker. It's Jasmine Heafy. We're introducing Emily Cave. Hi! Special <laughs> guest who has a a working knowledge of today's topic. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about tuning pianos! (laughs) No, we're talking about fuckboys today. Who need to be tuned. Kathy, what is a (laughs) fuckboy? What is a fuckboy? What is a fuckboy? I feel like Emily would be able to define this I feel like Google would be able to define this. I feel like Google would be able to define this better. Why don't we ask ask Google? And while we're asking Google... Okay, Google... Okay, Google. What is a fuckboy? Fuck, okay, so this is a definition of a fuckboy. Fuckboy. Arsehole boy who is into strictly sexual relationships. He will lead a girl on and let her down, then apologise only to ask for pics once the girl has welcomed him back into her trust. Boys like this will pretend to genuinely care about the girl, but always fail to prove the supposed affection. He almost never makes plans because he has to hang out on his terms, which could be the most whimsical time of times. And if the girl um, rejects those plans because she has legitimate reason for not being able to hang out, he will get pissed off. However, if plans are made, he will bail on them without a second thought. If a girl tries to stand up to this asshole, he will most likely deny everything and turn it all around on the girl, making it seem as though the conflict at stake is her fault and he has done nothing wrong and hates hates when girls bitch at him for no reason. He will always come crawling back because he is a horny prick and cannot withstand the disposition of one of his bays because he has more than one and that's for sure. Texting such a boy will consist of a girl carrying the conversation and the guy responding with short answers 10 or more minutes after the girl's response. But when she asks why he takes so long to answer, it will be because he is busy, but he promises he likes her back. Oh, he promises he likes her. Boys like this are egotistical assholes who cannot be trusted and are hard to get rid of because they say all the right things to get the girl back. And here's an example. Tiffany. He found me on Instagram and commented HMU. He's hot. Should I go for it? Stephanie. No, he's such a fuckboy. Sleeps around and will screw you over. Cool. What does HMU mean? Hit me up. Hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) A fuckboy is a manipulating dick who does whatever it takes to benefit him, regardless of who he screws over. They will screw over anyone and everyone as long as they get what they want, which is a polite way of saying they want sex from you and don't respect you. As long as they get their dick wet, they will be happy. Kind of also sounds like the definition of a narcissist. They have no (laughs) desire to please you. They just want to get off. It's like a narcissist, but for sex. Yes. It's all about them. Okay. Narcissist. You're welcome. It's kind of like it's kind of like the narcissist <laughs> stares at his own reflection, but instead of staring at his own reflection, he's staring at your breasts instead of your face. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, do you feel like we're all on the same page about fuckboys? Th- let's explore. This. So fuckboys yeah. are found in the natural environment of <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> They often say, this is what I always associate with fuckboys, like, you up? You up? And, like, seeing, like, you see them mostly at four and, like, three or four in the morning is kind of their, like, best time. Yeah. And they're, like, outside your window without your permission, like, texting you, like, I have had this. Like, hey, you want to let me in? 
and then they just expect the sex and then they maybe yeah. sleep and then leave again. Maybe not even sleep. Probably not even sleep, just yeah. make excuse and leave. Yeah. It's quite creepy. Just going out outside your window and you're thinking they will you will you you won't say no. Oh, we've just texted you up. You wanna you wanna fuck? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That, that, yeah, like, I think that there's kind of that rom-com trope of, like, a guy waiting outside your window throwing rocks, and it's meant to be really romantic. But in reality, it's actually really scary every <sighs> single time. Fucking hate that. Yeah. That is some consent issues there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. just, like, showing up and expecting you to be let through the door. Yep. Emily, you had a date story you wanted to talk about. Oh, I recently went on a date with a really hot guy. Turns out he was a bit of a fuckboy. <laughs> we went to Cindy Sherman exhibition at City Gallery and we're looking around around the gallery and it got to there was a there's a place where they're showing installation or video of just people randomly looking in the camera you know art yeah and, is that the Warhol yeah uh, no and that was Cindy it? Sherman oh and okay and they literally just plop flopped a stick out and I was like do you, do you want to <gasps> oh my god oh my god <laughs> in the City Gallery yeah, I well, he, he didn't flop here. He got a bit. He got a bit hard, and was like, "Do you want to give me a head here?" And I'm like, "I only. I, this is the first time I've met you. It's my first date." So. Whoa. Shit. And then what? If you don't mind me asking. And then what? I'm like, no, sorry, I'm not that much of a whore. I only met this is the first date. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to the rest of the gallery. Oh Disclaimer, I have no judgment, or, well, I hope all of us have no judgment for people that would choose to have public sex, but keep it discreet. Um, not on the first date. <laughs> not on the first date. Also, I bet you hadn't had a conversation about, oh, are you clean? Have you been checked recently? You but know? I think no. the main point is that he just kind of, not that I'm saying you're not going to say this is the main point. That's right. Just like flops his dick out and then that expectation there, eh? I out that entitlement. I'm so sorry. Also, it's such like a teenage thing to do. Like, teenagers always fuck at the movies. Yeah. Maybe, maybe adults fuck at the movies, but... Like, the risk of getting caught means you can never go back to the movies. Yep. I think the stakes are too high. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie. Like, you know, reading cinemas? Maybe, maybe not. Like, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, not right now, but yeah. No, exactly. Wow. Did you both end up going around the rest of the gallery together? Yes. Okay, so I wanted to see the rest of the gallery. He respected your, your saying no. Yes. Right. That, how, what was the, like, feel after that? And you were just going around the rest of the gallery with him, I assume. How was that? It was slightly awkward. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but on the plus side, I had a hair appointment, and so I didn't end up spending that long with him. Oh, it's very good. Always good have space. a hair appointment planned after your date. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that is a day. Whoa. <laughs> that gallery must have seen so much action secretly. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because they always play those movies and, like, the... Yeah. It's really, yeah, and, and not many people go into there at one time. So yeah. Exactly. Mm. It's very yeah. And it was the middle of the day, mm. so working week and stuff so oh my gosh. nice yeah. nice wow. Whew, not sure what to think of that eh? yeah. yeah that was quite a story yeah like it looks it's like the sort of thing you'd see on a tv show or like a movie i just i've girls. never had that happen to me yeah <laughs> yeah very girls wow actually well what kathy's referring to is an episode of girls they had recently mm. in which hannah goes around to talk to another very well-regarded writer because she wrote a piece for an obscure feminist website in which she basically claims that he takes advantage of his fame and admiration that women have for him and take advantage of them semi-without their consent. And then he spends the rest of the episode trying to convince that he's actually a good guy. 
and mm. it was kind of, yeah like it, partly an inspiration for this episode because it, there really is once you actually interact with these people like we can sit back and be like well the fuck boy is just an asshole but then when you actually interact with these guys like they have a way of manipulating you yeah. into thinking that it's more than just sex or like or maybe you were the one that was making it out like they had consent issues or yeah that they were in the wrong but actually they could cloud your vision and yeah yeah it's interesting how people can play mind games they're really good at it they could yeah. He really undermined the credibility of the person that made the claim against him um, in the first place, which Hannah was responding to. And then he just manipulated Hannah into that situation, and it was really messy. And right. I don't know how much to reveal because of spoilers, but yeah, he basically puts her in a situation um, where he does similar a similar thing to her. He, um, he you know, flops his dick out, and she's presented with it. That's like 100% of spoilers. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, yeah I, I came away from watching that feeling really weird because of you know the manipulation aspect of it really I guess I just want to say if someone makes a claim against sexual assault or towards someone who's manipulated them or has taken advantage of them you should always believe them because that's really hard to make and statistically yeah. that probably happened yeah like, isn't mm. it like I don't know this, they throw statistics all around but I've heard like 90% or even maybe higher than that of rapes and sexual assaults go unreported. And it's understandable why. Mm. Yeah. Because the systems and the processes that you have to go through are very extensive, thorough, and Mm. exhausting. And for a lot of women, it's just not worth it. Mm. And it's actually very, very hard to get somebody charged and have justice out of that situation. Yep. Because there's that grey area. Because in a lot of those situations, you know, alcohol could be involved, etc. It's kind of the thing that that a fuckboy will play on is they'll try and shock value you and guilt trip you into not doing anything. Do you yeah. know what this reminds me of? The naked man and how I met your yeah. mother? That's a good example, eh? Which is such a fuckboy thing to do. Right, yeah. But so. in the show it's like hilarious and funny and what a good trick to like, do with someone. But it's <laughs> how many mother some problems? It. But like, do you want to talk about the naked man and like... So in the naked... The, not how I met naked. your mother. Sitcom, <laughs> how I met your mother. There's a gimmick that if you're trying to like make a move on someone, when they go to the bathroom, you take off all your clothes, and they come back in the room and they find you naked, just kind of hanging out, and it's called the naked man. And most of the time it doesn't work, but sometimes it works. Didn't he say like one every three times it works? Yeah. It? So, which is ridiculous. Like it wouldn't work every three times, but in How I Met Your Mother for comedic effect, it literally works one of every three times. Okay. Right, yeah. So the fuckboy process is they'll gain your ability to talk to you whether like you're on tinder or come talk to you about you're friendly then they'll bust out there you want to fuck um, you make me horny you want to have sex those kind of real bold bold questions that will perhaps shock and awe you into being like actually maybe yeah like i'm into that kind of boldness yeah but then your senses come back and you think actually it's not a good idea but then they try and guilt trip you into saying doing it anyway because they're like but I'm horny now you made me all horny you don't need me blue balled come over I'll come over now should I just come over come over and I'll that, come over and that can happen at any point in the process as well yeah. like you could just be making out in your bed and you may have taken off some of your clothes to be comfortable yeah and they might be like well I mean we're already here so we might as well you know and like or like feel like the number one worst one is like why don't we just cuddle like just come around we'll just cuddle we don't have to do anything like yeah. for me like sometimes it can be the bold move or most of the time in, in my experience it's like the real subtle like 
want to just come around and cuddle. And like, it took me a long time to realize when I was younger that just cuddling never means what it, no, you no, think it means. It's yeah. <laughs> but I genuinely for so long thought it meant just cuddling. It's like when you were talking this morning about that guy and you're like, I just wanted him to give me a hug. Oh, yeah. I did. What was the story? You tell <laughs> oh, the story God, if you I, want. Was, I was like 17, you know, and I was in love with this boy. His friend was paying me attention instead. He struck up a bit of a friendship. And there was one time, one afternoon, where I just texted him, you know, and I was like, are you around? I'm feeling a bit sad. <laughs> I would, would really appreciate, honestly, just appreciate a really good hug. And he came around, and, and that's all. I, that's actually all I wanted. Um, but, of course, he had other expectations, and he was really disappointed about it. So, I don't know. Like, why can't we live in a world that where we can just ask for affection, you know, and not have any strings to, or any expectations behind it? Or I think the difference on. is people taking your word for what you actually said. Like, I think yeah. it's important that people recognise if you said, I just want a hug, you're probably saying what you mean. Yeah. It's weird how yeah. we always think that we're not saying what we actually mean. I suppose code, right? Because we always say we're sleeping with somebody. That's true. Yeah, which is so weird. It's just it's watching Netflix and chilling. Oh, yeah. There's all these <laughs> polite ways of saying things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can I share a story? Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a fuckboy story, and I just got it confirmed by all these wonderful people in this room just earlier that it is, because if I felt like it is, it probably is. So, two years ago, uh, I had a run-in with a friend, or what I thought was a friend, who I actually went to church with for a bit. Not, not to judge Christians, but this particular one really messed me over, because... He just always flirted with me, even when I didn't want it. And sure, there was a time where I was flirting with him back, but, you know, back in the day. Uh, But then, you know, I got into a relationship and I actually didn't want to have that sort of interaction with him anymore. Um, Yet he still continued to do so. And then he offered to be the sperm daddy for uh, me and Alan one day. He said, I had a very confusing, I still have the text, I had a very confusing dream. You know, I got really stressed because you wanted me to be your sperm daddy and I didn't know what to do because I'm reading the text out right now. This is quote, text. Um, Verbatim. Verbatim. Um, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know how often we'd have to do it, etc. And logistically, I didn't know who wanted to be priggers. It was a very confusing dream. And then I said to him, you know that sperm donation doesn't actually involve sex, right? Then he said, yeah, but that doesn't sound all too fun for me, though. And so I told him off, it's terrible. And then I said, wouldn't you want your child to come from making love rather than a test tube? And so I got, I just got into it, went into a rage. It was fucking awful, you know, just so disrespectful of my queer relationship and just the fact that I didn't invite any of this, you know, and that's, that's not fun. That's, just don't come and make these sorts of, you know, insinuations and burst into my life and think that you can be the one to I don't know like give us a family or whatever we want like you don't even know if we want that but just the fact that he had to make it about him and his dick like I want it can yes. I coin it can I coin a term definitely I think it's the magic penis syndrome Ugh. where like a guy thinks that <laughs> his penis is always required in every situation so in any queer yes. relationship you need his magic penis to have the babies or if you're a queer woman he thinks your magic his magic penis can turn you straight because I was actually listening to the mm. cutaways podcast recently and they reviewed Chasing Amy. Do you remember mm. Chasing Amy? I made you watch it. And it mm. was the worst yeah. Yeah. thing watching Chasing Amy with you. Yeah. But so it starts out with a lesbian, a self-identified lesbian woman, who ends up falling in love with Ben Affleck. And he thinks it's because of his, what they call on the Cutaways podcast, magic penis. Because he's quite, like, doesn't really understand queer sex. Like, she has to educate him mm. around the fact that she's not a virgin. Anyway, the point being that when he finds out that he, she had actually had sex with other men, he starts to feel really threatened. It doesn't feel so special anymore, and they start to grow apart after that. Magic penis syndrome. 
It's just so magic. <laughs> so Kathy Allen's fuckboy was definitely using that approach of the, like, I don't know, we're like, hey, had a stream, we had sex. What do you think about that? So you whip that one out. Sex with me. <laughs> whip it out. out. He whipped it out. Um, <laughs> flopped it out. Oh, man. <laughs> And no, so you yeah. might say, oh, how stupid. Or you might say, like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Gosh. In his mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's an interesting concept. I never thought about how you could help me have a baby with my lover now. Brilliant. Why don't you come do it with your dick? <laughs> and then what happened, Kathy? Alan rang him up because I was really upset. And you had a go at him and it was great. And then he said, <laughs> and then he said after we sent a text and said, I'm so sorry. Hashtag girl power. And sometimes I do need to be told off. Oh god. And now you're not friends anymore. We're not friends anymore. No, I lost the privilege of friendship. That. Yeah, he did. He did. All yeah. those assumptions. Okay, so this happened quite a few years ago. Actually, maybe I should talk about two situations that both happened when I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. I'll try to keep it succinct. Okay, so the first one was this guy. I literally met him when he was sitting in a gutter. <laughs> <laughs> And as a 25-year-old woman, I'm like, that is cause for a disaster. But he was, like, really drunk, which is, like, a red flag just to begin with. Yeah. He was, like, he, okay, he did the fuckboy thing. He got up from the gutter and he started talking to me. And, and I was like, hey, are you okay? That's why, that's how our first conversation started. Because someone's in the gutter, then they're probably sick. And you might need to call an ambulance. I don't know. And so then he got up and started following me around. And he was like, I need to go home. Hey, what if I go home with you? And I was like, I don't know, it doesn't sound like a good idea. And my so-called friend at the time was like, that's a great idea. Ellen, you should go home with him. And I was like, I guess. And then as we left in the taxi together, she sent me a message saying, don't forget your condoms. Wow. What a great friend. Great Great friend. friend. And so then we went home and I think I said repeatedly that I didn't want to have sex because I was on my period, but he didn't listen. So I was like... I guess you're not going to listen, so we might as well do the sex thing. But the thing about this story is that it wasn't just one isolated incident. It was maybe about three or four times. And he would always show up about three or four in the morning at my window expecting to just come in. And I always let him in because he was like, sometimes, one time he'd actually sat out there for hours and he was freezing and I was scared he was going to get hypothermia. So I brought him into the bedroom and turned the heater on. He was shivering. But of course, then he got me into bed and then he proceeded to try and have sex with me and I was like I guess we're doing this again the best part about this story though is that because he was always totally shit-faced by the time he came over to my house he um one time couldn't find the bathroom even though I explained to him it was exactly opposite my room but you know he'd bear goggles on so he went into my sleeping sister's room where she was in there with her boyfriend and then proceeded to walk up to her bed take his dick out as if he was going to pee on her bed But then he kind of passed out and, like, fell onto the foot of her bed. <laughs> so she, like, screams and gets up and runs upstairs and then gets my mum. And then my mum's now woken up and they both come downstairs. And then at this... And he's, like, stumbling and then runs into the spare room where I'm, like, keeping him. Because, like, if I keep him in the spare room, no one's going to think I'm a slut and, you know, I had sex with him on my bed. Which right. I did. But then I just made him go into the next room. Anyway. So now he's in the, ne- he's in the other room and my mum's, like... I remember so vividly, like, her arm out in her nightgown. <laughs> Who is that man in there? And I'm like, he's my friend. And then she was like, oh, for God's sake. And then she said, Elizabeth thought a homeless man broke into the house, came into her bedroom and took his penis out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, he was just really drunk. 
And then my mum like had brought that up at a lot of family events after that. <laughs> so I was the loser and all of that in the end. Anyway, the last time he came round, he came round at four in the morning. That was the time where I thought he was going to get hypothermia. And I was in a relationship, so, you know, we couldn't... I was like, I'd, he said, I want you come to bed with me. I remember I said, with a lot of pride in my voice, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend now, so I don't want to do that. And then he left in the morning, and he never called or texted me again. So Great. it was all about Good the sex. You. Yeah, if you deny a fuckboy... They, they turn on you and they leave. Hmm. But like that took me like three or four occasions, and he was the, literally the stupidest person I've ever met. Just one side note: so in my room, I have a lot of pictures of like artwork, and then he said, "Oh, there was a picture of the Mona Lisa. Oh, it's that chick painting. What God. is that one again?" And also <laughs> said to me, "I haven't read a chapter book since I was a teenager." <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> dumbest person I've ever met. Uh, that's awful. That's the end of my story. I loved it. It's a great story. <laughs> but it brings up a another good point about fuckboys is that they do not listen to what you tell them. Mm. Because their mind is set only on getting their dick pleasured. Yeah. Or whatever genitals they have, because this is not just limited to boys and men. Absolutely, it's not. I think what happened in that situation and a lot of other situations since then is that he like starts to have sex with me and I'm like, I don't really want to, but because he wants to, I'm like, I guess we'll do this then. And that that's not rape, but it's coercion and it's yeah. not okay. Yeah. And now as like a 25-year-old woman, I'm like, I never stand for that shit. No. Like, get out of my bed. But as a 19-year-old woman, no one told me that that wasn't okay. But it's important right. for us right now to say yeah. that any 19-year-old or, you know, even any woman listening to this, if a guy, if you say no and a guy proceeds to have sex with you, you do not have to say yes. No. Keep saying no, kick him out, call a friend, call your mum if it's just in the same house, God yeah. forbid if you're like me. Get that fucker out of there. Yeah. You can say no and stop it anytime. Yep. And mm. if you're uncomfortable, you can go home. It doesn't matter if it's three in the morning, go home. Yep. Even if they're about to come. Don't. Stop. Stop. And don't give them the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> and make up for all of the other women that they're just going to fucking coerce and fuck over. Yeah. Coercion's hard to identify sometimes as well. So the fact that we've learnt over time just how important consent actually is and how important it is to have that respected, I often look back on experiences in my past and think, oh God, that was actually coercion or that was really crossing a boundary for me. And at the time I didn't realise it. Mm. And I know that I've talked to so many people who have had the same sort of experience where they've, they've had all these light bulb moments years later where they, um, they actually, it's quite shocking because they're like, oh shit, like that's, I didn't actually consent to that at the time. And it was just disrespected. And the shoe on the other foot, I feel like a lot of people haven't been pulled up on the fact that they are kind of manipulating somebody into having sex with them. Like, I feel like some people are like, fuck, I didn't actually realise. It's like, keep asking questions and don't push ahead. Yeah. Do you mean, like, don't pressure someone unless you actually get there 100%? Yeah, fuck yes, like, I like fuck yes, I want to yeah. do this. Yeah. Because some people can walk away from situations and be like, oh, I didn't coerce you, and they might genuinely believe they didn't, but because yeah. they don't pick up on the signs or they, like, blind a body language. Yeah. They just take the second to be like, is this okay? Yeah. Yeah, and, co- and consent is sexy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Respect is so sexy. And there are so many messages out there to say that consent isn't sexy, like in Freaks and Geeks, when Ken's like, I just want to ask her if I can kiss her. 
And then um, Daniel's like, don't be an idiot. Just stare at her for a long time and then there'll be nothing else to do but kiss. <laughs> and then, of course, Ken stares at her and it gets really awkward. And she's the kind of chick to be like, why are you staring at me? Yeah. And then he says, I want to kiss you. And then she says, go for it then. Yeah. Because so, asking is mm. totally sexy. Yeah. I agree with that. It shows you respect someone else as a human being and mm. their autonomy. So. I do have one story where I encountered a fuck boy on a, or a fuck man, I guess you would call him after work drinks situation oh. <laughs> <laughs> where well, yeah, you don't think that anything's happening everything's pretty casual and kind of very platonic and then when they get you alone for whatever reason they suddenly make a move and suddenly you've got this mouth on your mouth and you're like well what the hell if they're a lot sort of bigger than you and they kind of have you kind of trapped in a way they can just start feeling you off and like kissing you and you're like it can be hard to tell them to stop and you do tell them to stop and they think oh but why but why we're kind of alone this is nice let's do it some more you keep like gesturing them away making them not so touch you in places but because fuck boys don't listen to what you're saying they just keep on at it until you make things awkward enough that they will finally stop and in what way do you mean awkward do you just like stop it <laughs> do you fart? <laughs> How to deter a fuckboy, right? How to deter a fuckboy. Basically, you really want to make it obvious to them that you are not interested and that you have other plans for somebody else. You kind of put down their masculinity and then they're not the alpha male, to use that term. I mean, that's so sucky, though, that we have to be yeah. like, oh, I have a boyfriend. They, they'll yeah. suddenly yeah. realise that, hey, oh, but then they'll suddenly turn on you. And they'll be like, but I don't want to do anything with you anyway. Like, and you have to prepare hell? yourself for that because it's very painful when it happens. Yeah. It's like you don't want to hurt people. Like, and generally in life, you want to be nice, eh? It's not our responsibility to try and deter them, though, or to try to push them away through, like, those sorts of means. It, sh- it should lie with them. When we say no, these people should stop and they should respect that, you know? Like, but I, they don't, Kathy. I know. I, I guess I'm just trying to say we shouldn't blame ourselves for saying oh no i haven't done good enough to be able to ward them off me or something that's a very good point sometimes you can't yeah it's never your fault but i think like giving people some like practical tips on how they can get away yeah that's that's useful and my main number one tip is like leave yeah always feel like if if you're in a social situation you're like oh i don't really want to be here anymore leave Mm. and if you're in a situation where you're with a guy who has his hands all over you fucking leave yeah Yeah. but maybe they're partying with alcohol yeah they'll they'll keep they keep giving you drinks and if you're, like, stuck in a booth with them, you can't get out easily. It makes it trickier. But, yeah, text a friend. Yep. Yep. Have a code word with a friend. Yep. Let them know that if you text them this word, they need to come and find you and help you out. Mm-hmm. And people, yeah, there's safety in numbers. Like, if you're going out with your friends, if they leave, you should leave with them is a good idea. And yep. also, yeah, just making sure you have a friend with you when you go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're meeting someone, tell a friend who you're meeting and where you're meeting them. Oh, have you ever watched the movie 127 Hours? Oh, God, no. So he gets stuck behind a rock. Oh, yeah. And no one finds him for days, because he didn't yeah. tell anyone he was going for a hike. And the whole time in the movie, he's like, why didn't they tell anyone? So you could be the person stuck behind that rock, but the rock is a cock. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're stuck behind a car. Tell them where you're going, it yeah. Just, just saw your limbs off to get past that fat boy. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but a general rule of safety, you know, if you're going, whether you're meeting a man or a woman or anybody that you've met online or something, just, even if it's on the way to them, tell your friend. 
I'm going to make this person who calls themselves this and this is where I'm going to meet them. Mm. This is what I know about them. Yeah. Like, they're staying at this hostel or this hotel or mm. they're from Kilburnie. They can really help you out later. Yeah. When I used to go on dates, like, mum used to insist on having their cell phone numbers. And I was mm. always like, what are you going to do with their cell phone number? But I guess if they were a murderer, as my mum yeah. always seemed to think they were, then she can give that number yeah. to the police. That's yeah. something, right? Yeah, or take a screenshot of their... Tinder profile. That's a great mm. idea. Tinder to a friend. Yeah. Creepy, but great. <laughs> mm. And it seems like a, a very simple normal measure that everyone would do, but not everyone does this. Always meet in a public place. Yeah. 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 It's a really good idea. Mm. You don't know that person. Mm. Doesn't matter if you're like, he has kind eyes, you know, this might be exceptional. No, meet him in a public place. It doesn't yep. matter. It doesn't matter how charming they are. If they ever say something to you like, it would be funny to see you drunk, get the fuck out of there as soon as you can. Yeah. Kathy has a great fuckboy radar. I, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we might be hanging out with dudes and I'll be like, oh no, he seems cool. Like, he seems like we could be friends. And Kathy's like, no, he's an asshole. Let's get out of here. But I am completely unreasonable when I drink alcohol and I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. And I like my mom, really... Kathy's always right. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> I, just have a, I have no tolerance for any sort of bullshit like that. No. Nah. Yeah, and if they don't match what you're expecting, just walk away. Yeah. If they look nothing like their photos, they're way older, they're way younger. You're never obligated to see anything uh, through. And also, exactly. like, if you also, like, oh, but, you know, it's been a long time and, like, I really want to meet someone. There's 7 billion people in the world. Mm. And a much smaller dating pool for you. But it's still so many people that you could meet if you just reject this guy. There will always be yeah. someone else. Yeah. And also, if you... If you're like falling for a fuckboy's tricks because you're feeling a bit horny, masturbate. <laughs> and great tip. Then, <laughs> and then think if you want to go to see them. Another tip, just the tip. No, I'm kidding. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Your words. You know, if you want to, if you're looking for someone and all you all you want is sex, if you communicate that, then that's great. You know, like just make sure you communicate it. Yeah, and make sure they communicate it as well. Yeah. I, oh, I hate those guys that, like, manipulate you into thinking that they're, like, they love you and they're, like, it's going to be more than once and it's not. Mm. Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Another thing a fat boy will do is be very shady about their own kind of life where they will say, want to fuck? Cool. Do you understand where to go? Mm. And you're, like, well, no. What about your place? Oh, no. Flatmates. Why? Flatmates. Oh, no, I've got people over. Oh, because they can leave. Like you only mean either... They're cheating? They're cheating often. Oh. You can't go back to my place because it's where my girlfriend is. And they'll like, oh, can we like have a car or a bush or something? And there's like a red flag that they're hiding something often. Sometimes it might not be. Sometimes it might just be living with someone in a small close quarters and they can't kind of host somebody. But usually... Yeah. If there's, like, never a time ever where you can go around to their house, that's suspect. Mm. Yeah. So they joke, you know, if, you, if you're if dating someone and you can't meet their friends, you are not their girlfriend. True. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? I remember that one. Yeah. Well, they don't want to meet your friends either. Honestly, just being upfront about things, like if, if you're on Tinder or if you're on any sort of dating website or just meeting someone in person, you know, just being really honest about it. 
how, what your situation is too because then that that made me think of you know open relationships and a lot of people who are out there who are on tinder and, or whatever and they say oh i'd love to go on a date with you that's great but they only reveal it a couple of dates and that they're actually polyamorous or they're actually in an open relationship and that really sets you up for you know like it's just it's not fair you'd be transparent yeah. totally yeah it's important open communication is key. Yeah. yeah i reckon that would be on my tinder profile yeah yeah so you know where you're getting your it should be. Mm. Definitely. Then you'll attract the right people that want that as well, or they're happy with that. Exactly, because those people are out there and they want to meet you. Because mm. often you're in the same kind of relationship. Yeah. And they want a like-minded person. Oh, yeah. Communication and consent and respect. Those are the themes brought to you today by the wonderful people of High Expectations. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on a post. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. Hey, pussies aren't weak. No, they're not. They're very we strong. Okay. <laughs> pussies will lift like like heaps of weights. You know, people like like weight lift weights with their pussies. Okay, wow. so this is much better. What can pussies do? Do you know what? Instead of what would Jesus do, what would pussy do? True. That is what, what you can keep do. in mind. I don't think you should. Be, I don't think this should even be your motto because my pussy does a lot, just wants to do a lot of things I should not do. <laughs> uh, what the fuck does that mean? It was before you were on the scene, dear. <laughs>